Welcome to the Elephant in the Room with Bishop Michael Bellamy. During this episode, we will discuss the importance of protecting black mothers and babies. Today, we're going to discuss the role of doulas in protecting African-American women and children. Our guest is Leola Bellamy. Leola is a doula and provides professional services for women and families. So tell me a little about the certification process, because um, are all these females that are doulas or are there male doulas? I think there are a few male doulas. Yes, sir. It's predominantly oh. women. Okay. Um, so what is the certification process to, to become a doula? How long do you have to take a course and how intense is it? So it depends on the, the course that you took. When I went, I did a, uh, it was a four day training. It was like 12 hour days. Then I got my certificate for the training that I went to. Um, it required more instance, kind of like um, a nurse or something. You had to have practicum hours. You had to read certain books. You had to observe certain labors and deliveries before you become certified. And it's important to know that just because a doula is not certified doesn't mean that she's not qualified or capable of becoming a doula. But it helps to have that certification to get into the delivery room. So a certificate will suffice. It's important to know that because just like with most th things, and we're talking about racial disparities, money is the issue a lot in our communities. So most trainings are very expensive. I think mine's was over $10,000. Fortunately, I had someone who helped me get into uh, a certificate program, a well-known certificate program, and I only had to pay a few few hundred dollars. But wow. not only is it extreme in the thousands for the program, but also you are required to pay uh, yearly fees for certifications. And if you don't pay that yearly fee, although you might have done every other requirement, you're still not certified. So which is why I say it's important to understand that just because an individual is not certified as a doula doesn't mean that they're not capable and or uh, equipped to be a doula. You just have to do your research to figure out if this individual works for you and, you know, kind of test that out. So $10,000 for uh, the professional training, I don't think you'll have very many people going, can afford to go through that training. Especially black and brown people. Well, let's talk and about, let's talk about the black and brown people. We have been pushing, trying to push black and brown people because we are losing so many black and brown women in the hospitals. And, and so recently, the labor and I mean the doula uh, certification programs has just become almost to a place where you can't afford it. So, fortunately, I had the opportunity to do some in some cities when um, the the death rate is so high, mortality death rate is so high. They do have government funding programs for doula programs that may train doulas, but it's not enough, and certainly not in Illinois. Well, let, let's talk about that. According to CP, CBS, Face the Nation, uh, they reported in July of 2023 that the U.S. has higher 
maternity mortality rates than any other developed nation, especially with women of color. Dr. Henning T. Meyer, the director of Harvard's Medical uh, Maternal Health Task Force, said it's one of the biggest challenges in public health. There are several reasons, he said. Poverty, they just don't have the money. Discrimination, poor care affecting black women. The Center of Disease Control and Prevention noted in a 2020 report that there are 55.3 deaths per 100,000 births for non-Hispanic black women, or 2.9 times were likely to die compared to their white counterparts. Leola, why is there such a racial disparity and 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 the big challenge in childbirth. So I w- I would love to debunk the thought of um, lack of income or poverty. And the reason why I would okay. love to do that is because if you notice, we are hearing more and more celebrities and well-known women whom money is no object still almost or have lost their lives during this process. Right. I remember hearing uh, when Beyonce had one of her children's, I'm just saying, um, she was on a ward by herself at a hospital and still had major complications. I really believe that, you know, it's not necessarily just um, poverty, but I do think it is um, racial bias. I also think that it is um, in some poverty-stricken communities, like for example, in Mississippi alone, they very seldom have any hospitals. I know that in my community where I live that I just moved to in Jasper, Texas, they don't even have a OBGYN, a birthing center, or any place for a woman to safely have a baby in 60 mile radius from what I where I live at today. My God, that's incredible. So what are women doing? What is the demographics there? Is this is is this a, a mixed? Oh, okay, so there's your answer. Um, it was amazing to me because when I looked at the one hospital that was there, it said no labor and delivery at this hospital since I think it was 2019. So in that community, which is, you know, why I'm deciding to, to, to expand my education and go for it as a midwife, but they haven't had someone to care for them since 2019. And that's the case in many communities. So it's a, we. I think we're in a catch twenty two because some communities do have hospitals, do have medical providers. However, their their racial biases doesn't allow them to listen to or hear, and they don't understand that because of that, it is um, disrupting the quality and integrity of care. Right? Their decision making, they don't understand that part of it. But at the same time, not being able to access any care is also a risk as well. Are brown and black women trusting or abdullahs? Do they know about the role, the important role that doulas can play um, in their pregnancy and then after the birth of their child? 
we have been learning we have been learning when i say we because i'm a black woman and i identify as yeah. so, uh we have yeah. been progressively learning about doulas doulas wasn't something that black women could naturally afford and also doulas were generally servicing women who can afford them which were white women right some doulas such as myself my fees are based off of what can you provide for me because I just want to make sure that you have quality of care you are listened to you are heard your birthing plan is what it is that you want and I don't want it to be a barrier for money also, other communities have like programs for doulas to for underprivileged or um, low-income moms who would normally not be awarded or could afford a doula. But that's still few, far, and between at this particular time. So, what does it cost? I'm not asking you what you charge, but on an average, what would it cost a mother to to have a doula? I guess she would hire her when she found out at some at, at I don't know which trimester, the first or second trimester, when she's expecting. Um, she'd hired the 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 doula. The doula would go through the pregnancy with her, the delivery, and then be with her for a period of time after the pregnancy. So is it one payment or is this something that is monthly? What is what does it cost to have a doula? So it depends on the contract of a doula, because again, a doula is an entrepreneur, right? But one of the things we kind of have this unspoken code of, if for, as for example, I'm a travel doula. So I live in Texas. I just came up here in Illinois just to help support a baby, right? In Illinois, the average reign of a doula is between $700 and $1,200. It's generally one payment unless mom wants to split it up. Sometimes doulas may charge a little bit more because they have more certifications with them, as I've spoken before, like a herbalist or massage therapist or something like that. So she have other things in her package. But mostly from the beginning, it's just generally whatever whatever price that she she charges. And usually they want her to be paid up by the 38th week of pregnancy. Oh. So when you travel out of state, is your certification acceptable in any state? So a doula certification is acceptable in any state because doulas are not medical. As a result, they don't have any regulation. The certification is simply because it makes her more marketable and attractive, but it doesn't make her more skilled. Now, do the family pay for your travel expenses in addition to what your contract price is, or is that included in your contract? It depends on the arrangement. So it would be definitely something you discuss up front. I think as I start advancing and traveling, it will probably be included. But right now, no, sir, because I just want to make sure that I'm available for moms who need me. According to uh, Dr. T. Meyer, he says it is due to poor health and limited health coverage that we have this disparity among black women. Would you agree with him on that? Somewhat, yes, sir. Somewhat, okay. And 40% of births are covered by medical and coverage is terminated two months after giving birth. It also says that Mississippi and Texas refused the Affordable Care Act, which would have benefited new mothers. 
black women are less likely to have access to paid leave from their employers. Maternity leave is essential. Extending paid leave for mothers would also be benefited and allow them to not worry about finances, bond with their new babies and breastfeed. Now, as I understand, there are doulas who go into the home after the birth of the baby, make sure that mom is okay. Uh, some even are there uh, feeding baby, uh, bathing baby, washing baby's clothes and things like that so that mom can get her proper rest and things, things like that. So do you provide that care as well? I do provide postpartum care as well. I Like, for example, I had a mom who was having a little bit of issue with lactating. I went to the doctor with her, held baby with her, you know, and care for, care, care for her and baby. So it's just also based on a need as well as they, you know, do housework, prepare meals. I had a mom just recently whom had some swelling. And I went and visited because we talked about that she's still at risk. And they say two months, and I would say about six months. Six months, there is a potential of having postpartum eclampsia, which is simply high blood pressure and mom can still pass away. So you want to make sure that you check in on mom, checking on baby, making sure that they are safe. Is this stressful for doulas? What they do is this stressful? It can be, yes. I had a very traumatic experience. I wasn't sure if I was going to go back into labor and delivery. I seen mom hem hemorrhaging. And it was so scary because the part that was really difficult for me was we didn't have to be there. All we had to wait for was the natural progression of baby. But doctors wanted to induce. And my mom hemorrhaged right before me. And I tried everything in my power to not to let that happen. She tried everything in her power not to let that happen. And they still forced it to happen. And I wasn't sure if I was going to end up back in the, in the labor and delivery room. I think you become part of the family, don't you? You do. You, you actually, you're not just hired as a doula. You become a family member. You, you, you love mom. You love the baby. And you're just excited as mom is to see the baby. And you're just, you're all in on this whole thing. So how do you as a doula manage your stress while you are supporting other mothers? I didn't learn this in training, but I feel like okay. I'm a very good big sister. And I know what a very good big sister is. So now I have very good doula sisters so sisters okay. whom actually practice and experience this and we talk it through and we hash it out that's the reason why I'm here still today it's because I had several doula sisters to help remind me why I was here and um the importance of me as a doula so you all have a support system of doulas and I'm sure all of you have experienced trauma at one time or another, and you probably pick up the phone every now and then and say, hey, you know what? That was pretty bad. I, I need to talk to somebody. Yes. You've heard about uh, Tory Boy. Recently, the passing of Olympian Tory Boy made headlines and once again raised awareness 
of health care for black expectant mothers. Her death was ruled natural causes due to possible complications, including respiratory distress and eclampsia. Did I pronounce that properly? Yes, you did. Mm -hmm. Okay. What happened there? It seems like that baby started coming early, which had caused mom to have a spike in her blood pressure, which may have caused a coma or some kind of respiratory issue. So she wasn't able to breathe, right? So as we know that uh, baby passed before mom did. So it baby was stillborn and mom had passed away from those complications. She didn't have anybody there. She was home alone at that particular time. So she didn't have anyone there to help support her or call for her. As a matter of fact, I think what I when I read it, it stated that the sheriffs went to her for a welfare visit because she hadn't been heard from from a few four a few days. So she was alone. It sounds like to me that we really need to educate our black community about how important it is to have a doula for those who can afford it. And based on the price, the 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 average contractual price for a doula, you know, they're they're well worth it. But it sounds like we just we lack the education. I don't hear this taught or talked about in our community. Sure. So I think there's a severe lack of education. Uh, Pastor Corey, uh, are you hearing about doulas in, in your community there? The first time I heard about a doula was with a conversation with Leola. Yeah. Other uh, About six months ago. Other than that, I've never heard of the term doula. So it sounds like we we need to educate our people, the the young ladies who want to marry, those who marry and and have children or want to have children so that they know that, hey, I can increase the chance of having a healthy child and being healthy during my pregnancy if I have a doula, and then being able to get some kind of financial assistance for those who cannot, because we just can't continue to have our black and our brown women dying because they don't have the proper care, the proper support, and we certainly can't continue to lose our black and our brown babies because we have a institution that is not genuinely concerned about the black and the brown people. Um, here, here's something from CNN. They report in their article on July 2nd, 2023, black maternal deaths keep rising. That's not good news. These doulas want to reverse that grim trend. And those of us who are leaders in the black and brown community, we need to educate our community on this to reverse this trend. The article says the maternal deaths have been steadily rising for decades. 
a national study published in uh, JAMA, J-A-M-A Network Open, says there is a decline in hospital deaths. However, another study shows mothers are not dying in the hospital. They're dying at home after leaving the hospital. I can explain that um, because one of the things, especially with the C-section, um, one of the things is some, what I've noticed sometimes is in the C-section, I don't know if you had seen surgeries with women with hysterectomies or something like that. They put these pads on your legs to compress your legs, right? To keep the blood flow moving. And so generally what happens is, is one of two things, most likely when they are passing away at home is one is they have a postpartum preeclampsia, which is the spike in the blood pressure and it's so high and, and, and they're not trained to look at the signs. So is there blue visions? Are you um, having a headache? Do you feel pain? Those are signs that says your blood pressure is elevated. Um, and sometimes moms, when especially when they're alone with baby, they just say, oh, I'll just rest. And then they don't wake. You know, other times they have blood clots. They have expressed clots by saying my leg hurt or my arm hurt. It just hurts really, really bad. And then staff doesn't believe them because Black women are dramatic, overly dramatic, and yeah. he can endure more pain. As a result, she's just talking. Um, so they don't do the scans uh, to and the x-rays to determine whether there's actually clots there. Um, I had a mom whom we took mom out of the hospital, took her to another hospital for two days. She complained about pain, um, took her to another hospital. She had almost had a clot that had traveled to her heart. She had three of them. Jesus Christ. They don't listen. Let's let's um, well, let me ask you this before we go to the next question. Are doulas required to carry insurance to, to function in that? In that even though it's non-medical, are, are you required to carry insurance? We are not required to carry insurance, but okay. I recommend to do so. Let's address the, the systemic racism. I don't know if you've experienced it personally in, in certain communities or in certain hospitals. Let's let's talk about that. The structural racism in healthcare and the lack of trust African-American women have in medical institutions related to health and, and childbirth. What's been your experience? So generally, the benefit of having a doula is that there is another profession in the room other than nurses and doctors. So they do see someone watching. So it's generally not as bad as not having someone there. So it's another reason why it improves the outcome. However, I have also noticed where um, nurses kind of just play her off and don't listen to her concerns. And it would be up to a doula to say, uh, mommy needs this or say, mommy, didn't you ask for pain meds for lack of a better term? When can she have that? You know, I'm just nudging mom to advocate for herself. It was another thing where um, she didn't want episiotomy, right? Mom, remember you told doctor in your birthing plan, you weren't interested in having episiotomy. And then she said, oh, yeah, yeah. Remember, we talked about this. I don't want a episiotomy. So because then they understand that there is someone that kind of knows, even though we're not trained medically, we do know the lingo, you know, mm -hmm. 
also mm-hmm. know the benefits and the risk of it. And then we have the opportunity to tell mom. And then it, they say, oh, let me back down a little bit. Okay. Not too much because a doula is just a doula to them. Yeah. You know, and especially a black doula is not much different than a, a black mom there. It's just that she's she's just a professional. How, how often have you had to deal with racism in what you're doing when you go into the hospitals or medical institutions? So when we thinking about racism, you have to consider colorism too, because I'm a fairly bright skinned, well uh yeah and communicate effectively, right? And so I deal with it often until I open my mouth. Okay. We're we're just about out of time. And I think we could probably go another hour talking about this. While this has, this has really opened my eyes and I feel more educated about this, enlightened about it, but I am I'm hurt at the same time because of the lack of education, information that I hear in our community. And I just I know we got to really we got to really um, we got to do better in educating our people. And I'm certainly going to encourage our people to listen to this episode so that they can get more information and and then take it from there. Let's let's talk about the myth that black women are capable of tolerating more pain than others. In 2019, the American Journal of Emergency Medicine study showed black patients were 40% less likely to be prescribed meds for acute pain because blacks have less sensitive nerve endings, thicker skin, and stronger bones than white women. What about that, Leola? Sure, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the father of gynecology. Let's talk about Marion Sims, right? Marion Sims, who was a slave owner, who owned slaves, would do gynecological procedures on his enslaved women over and over again without any anesthesia. And then he would perfect his skills and then take his skills to uh, white women in New York City, upper class, and then he would perform those skills, surgical skills, with anesthesia. Oh, my God. And they still call him the father of gynology. They still say that to this day. Um, There are some professions who say that it's absurd. However, that's kind of where the root of we don't feel pain comes from. And unfortunately, it's still, that's where we go into the the racial biases again. Um, The racial biases that we don't feel pain, the racial biases that we're overdramatic, the racial biases that we can handle all of these things. So let us do that. Let us not care. Well, I want to say this in in closing, and then I'm going to have Pastor Corey Uh, to have final remarks before we close. I want to have, I want to have this conversation again. And Leola, when you are 
in the Chicago area or if we can bring you into the Chicago area so we can talk about it even on a larger scale in person with our black and brown women, especially the young ladies who want to marry and some who are early in their marriages and having children or wherever they are and having children so that you can share this information and better educate them. And then as a community of believers, see what we can do to be able to have doulas for our black and brown women, our communities, because this, this, the craziness, the absurdity of this all, it has to stop. Pastor Corey, you want to share some thoughts with us before we close? Before sharing a final thought, I'd like to ask Leola a question based on her experience. We're familiar with the history of the Hebrews and Africans. Do you believe what's taking place today is another form of modern genocide? Absolutely. And eugenesis. And I don't know how modern day it is, honestly. Um, I just think it's always been this way and it's going to continue to be this way until we do something different. And we can do something different starting with, um, with educating our people. I think it, it starts with, it starts with education. Leola, um, I want to thank you again for uh, being with us for this episode you've shared a lot of information with us a lot of your experiences with us and you know god bless you god bless you you have a big loving kind and compassionate heart what you do is not easy it surely takes a special person that's gifted by god to do what you're doing and we love you not just because you're our niece we love you because you're just a loving and caring person and we wish you continued success thank you so much well friends that's all the time that we have for this episode i hope you have enjoyed today's episode please know this hiring a doula is not a luxury it is absolutely necessary. God bless you all. Be safe and stay healthy.